What's going on, good people? Welcome back to the One in One Hundred podcast. Uh, this is the end of the month, man, and we got a a new segment that we're going to be doing called Long Story Short. Uh, it'll be hosted by myself and my big brother JT, who is here with me. JT, what's going on, man? It's been a while. I know we're used to doing, you know, three episodes a week and yeah. going crazy with the reviews and every week, but we're doing something a little different now, man. We're going to be doing a nice uh, end of the month review on our top book. So I'm glad to have you back on the podcast. How you been, brother? Glad to be here, man. Glad to be here. You know, awesome. I mean, it's been a, it's been a it's been a pretty fun month. So oh, you know, we definitely have plenty to talk about. That's a fact. That's a fact, man. So yeah, like I said, it's the end of the month. Um, and this is the new segment. It's called Long Story Short. Uh, of course, we'll be back with Isaac. Um, where we will be doing the, the lead in report, which is the exact opposite of what me and JT are going to be doing here. <laughs> uh, we're going to be giving you guys like previews for the books that are coming out for the whole month. So some of the books that we're we're looking forward to for the month. And of course, some of those books cross over to the reviews. So that's why we're kind of doing a bookend with the books. And then me and Kay, you know, do the do the gossip stuff and break down some other things and, and trending topics during the week. Uh, the Patreon will be coming back. Uh, just so you, know, so you guys know, your boy has been very busy. All right. I've been very busy, man. Uh, the family and I, we finally closed on our first house. So congratulations, man. Thank you, man. So it's been a crazy week. Me and JT actually wanted to record this yesterday, <laughs> uh, but yeah. you know, things happen, man. I was, we were moving until like 1130 last night, bro. So uh, this will be a quick Fuck turnaround dude. for the, for you guys. But yeah, we, we've been moving and shaking and getting that packing boxes and taking them and unpacking boxes at the same time. It's been, it's been crazy, but Today's, you know, uh, I'm taking a little break right now. After this, I'm going to get back to moving. <laughs> got to get back at it. Yeah, man. We got to get back in this house, man. So it's, it's been it's been a blessing, you know, and I, I've been, you know, obviously keeping that on lock and key. But now I can celebrate, you know, and, it, and it, it's a great day to announce this because the, the guy that I'm sitting here with doing this episode with is the person that gave me my first opportunity to live on my own. You know, a lot yeah, of people man. don't know that, but me and JT actually were roommates for a year. Um, yeah. And, you know, he was like, hey, man, I got an extra room. I'm about to start get this apartment. If you want to go half on the rent, man, you know, and, and you know, the rest is history. Yeah, and now gonna... and now it's OK. Now, now uh, he kind of ruined my life because he's the guy that intro me in the comic books at that time. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Like we moved in like, yes. And then all of a sudden now he's got me hooked on this hobby that I love so much, man. So once again, it's a great day. I got my big brother here and we're going to talk about some comics, man. So JT, I'll let you pick. Where do you want to start off with? We're going to do our top two books from Marvel, DC and some and indie. So where do you want to where you want to start off at, man? You want to start off with Marvel, DC, indie? You you let me know, man. You let me know. I, 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 I feel like we should start off with DC. We okay. get a couple of DC books going. Let's go. We'll let's go, man. That. Yeah, let's go. I with think DC. that's a good idea. For sure. So you go ahead and kick it off, man. Kick it off. Oh, oh, yeah. No pressure. No pressure, right? <laughs> so so basically I'm gonna say, um, you know, there's been a couple of books out that um I was actually looking forward to DC wise, but I've been reading um 
he, you know, we talked about this before. Right. Superman Lost by mm, Christopher mm-hmm. Priest. And this has been a solid read from beginning till now. There's about four more issues left. We're on issue six. It's um, okay. the six of ten. And mm. basically the, the premise of the story is Superman went on a mission with the Justice League. No right. big surprise, nothing different than usual. You know, Justice League, they go out and they do, you know, they fight things within this galaxy, outside of the galaxy, everywhere, right? So my man left home and there was basically a black hole event. Right. He got sucked into this other universe. And for him, he'd been gone 20 years. Now, for everybody else, he was gone for like, a couple of days. Yeah, yeah. So he comes back and it's like, well, what happened? And he was traumatized. And that's what actually makes it such a good read so far. It's like, mm-hmm. this is supposed to be the man of steel, can't be hurt, unstoppable. But he is suffering through all these events and the stories playing out in the issues. And it's gradually showing us what happened to him while he was there. And while that's going on, you flash back, you know, you you, you, go, you move back to the present, then back to the past. And Christopher mm-hmm. Priest does a really masterful job of actually bringing you into that past where, you know, he had to travel um, all these distances. And no matter how far he went, he couldn't right. get to Earth. And uh, along the way, he meets, um, a, I'm going to say an alien. Her name is Hope, which is kind of, you know, interesting. It's a nice play on words. She, you know, he's lost. He needs hope. Hope is there. But it turns out that she's also a Green Lantern. And oh, she wow. doesn't know. She yeah. doesn't know she's a Green Lantern. Yeah. She has the ring. She's got the clothes on. But she doesn't know it. And whereas you think that she's doing, you think she's doing things to help him, she's doing things in essence, at the end, she ends up hurting him. And Mm. it was just really interesting. And her reason is she didn't want to lose him. She didn't want him to, um, she didn't want him to leave her because remember, he's trying to get back home to his wife. He's trying to get back home to his people. And during this entire time, he ends up stumbling across multiple alien races. And the fact of the matter is he could have been home by now if it wasn't for her. Because this kid, I guess like an alien kid finds out, oh, you know, there's a way to track a pattern. He can go and he can get back. And then she's like calmly talking to him. Yeah, you know, that seems like a good idea. And then she like blows his head off. Wow. She like took my man's head yeah, clean off crazy. and was like, and then she's scratching her head like, oh yeah, yeah, well, something yeah. bad happened to him. And okay. it's like, but, but then by the end of this issue, he it, it's like he gets off world and he's like light speeding back home, but then something grabs his cape and pulls him back and was like, no, you're going to kill us all. He turns around and it's don't, don't say who it is. 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 Oh, I'm not going to say who it is. Got me intrigued. I'm not going to say. I'm going to say it's a. <laughs> I'm going to say it's an old version of a character, and I'm like, wait, what? Now? Wait, what? Wow. So Christopher yeah, Priest is sounds, doing some solid amazing. work. 
This sounds that. amazing. And keeping within that, you know, DC theme, I've got John Stewart, um, number one. Mm-hmm. And this one is by, um, what's his name? Kennedy Johnson. Uh, uh, Philip, Philip Kennedy Ken- Johnson. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Philip Kennedy Johnson. And this book, you don't really have to have read the previous yeah. run. On I this. can second, I can second that for sure. Cause I didn't read all of Jeffrey Thorne's run. I didn't yeah, read all of his run. I, I read, read like the it. first five issues. Right. So Jeffrey Thorne's run, you don't have to read it. It explains his power set because in, in this particular, right. um, war journal uh he is you know basically back on earth but he still has powers but he doesn't need a ring to manifest or control his powers which was so that's gangster bro right so (laughs) i would encourage people to go back and read Jeffrey Thorne's mm-hmm. run. It was only 12 issues. It should be a trade-out I mean, right now, right? Is yeah, it? I believe there's a trade-out. Yeah. So even if you don't want to buy the floppies, go get the trade. Uh, you know, I, I've i come around to picking up trade paperbacks. because your trade sometimes. I oh, know, exactly. Shout out to Amir. <laughs> because honestly, sometimes it's actually easier. You just sit down, you grab the collected works, you read it, and you're done. If you want to yeah. go back and read it again, you're not going through your you're going through your long boxes or mm-hmm. short boxes, trying to thumb out books to read. When and, you if just go, go, and if it's a page turner, and if it's a page turner, yeah, if it's a page turner, you got it all right there, like you right, got it. It's all sitting right there, exactly. Yeah. So going back to this issue, you know, there's a lot going on now. I would encourage, obviously, picking up Jeffrey Thorne's book, but I would also say the current Green Lantern with Hal yeah, Jordan. Hal Jordan. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the backup story in there kind of gives you a preview. Yeah, to There's what's three happening issues. here. Right, three issues. Right. Mm-hmm. So basically, I enjoyed this a lot. Uh, you know, I love the artwork. Um, I love the pacing of the story. There's a uh, new villain brought in. Well. Technically, a new villain brought in. There's mm-hmm. also another lantern brought in, um, and I like the way this is going because this is this is kind of like a horror themed space story. Right. With and the, I'm with, like, with some stuff that I didn't know about, man. I hate to cut you off, but like with his sister, yeah. like I don't want to get too much away about yeah. that part. But like yeah, that's what I'm trying. Not yeah, I'm trying to mom, say yeah. Like there's some yeah. deep stuff going on there too, right? Yeah. So we're exploring. We're exploring. John Stewart as a lantern, but we're also exploring him as just as a man yeah, who yeah. has a lot going on and he's trying to balance not just, you know, his responsibility as an iconic hero, but he's also trying to balance the life he has and handling and dealing with his mom and all the things that encompasses that. So honestly, you know, the book is only on number one. So I would definitely encourage people, you know, go out, pick it up. And if you can get um, Jeffrey Thorne's run, get the trade. It's like I said, it's a 12 issue deal. So you're looking at a, a, a nice, a nice book that you can, uh, a nice trade you can pick up. I yeah. would read it and then go from there, but it's definitely worth it. it, it yeah. I can't say too much about this. Right. I mean, yeah, I those, agree. those are my two I DC agree. books. Yeah. I agree. The artwork for that one, I, that was on my on my list as one of the books that I would possibly talk about from DC. Um, mm-hmm. But the artwork in that book is also 
very good, man. Like I really enjoy the artwork in this. In this and movie. the horror and the horror yeah. aspect is what made it creepy because you yeah. look at the way my man drew that one character in the beginning. Right. When she, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. It's, it's a good. It's I a was good like, jumping on point. What now? But, yeah, but, it is. I, but I, like I, you it. said, I if if they have the second part of Jeffrey Thorne's run, if it's two separate yeah. trades, because I do have the first, actually have the first six issues. So if they have yeah. the second six in a trade, then yeah, I, I I, I'm yeah. going to go get yeah. that because like, I do want to see how he got to that gangster moment where he don't need a ring. Like that is how no, he don't. To me, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's man, like good, literally, good. he's literally the only one that does not need a ring. Yeah. And like I said, they did a really really solid job with that so yeah good picks man good picks so uh my one one of my dc picks that i have here is batman gargoyle of gotham um by Raphael grand grandpa i think that's how you say his name grandpa grandpa yeah yeah, yeah. okay so he, was, he did some work he did i'm sorry i didn't need to cut you no, off go ahead. he did some work on uh berserker with keanu reeves i think oh also. he did the art yeah i think that. he i think he did the art for that yeah. Yeah, because he's doing he he's writing and doing the pencil for for this, and Matthews Lopez is doing the the coloring. But man, okay, so I've kind of been having some issues with Batman lately. So I've been I, 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 Batman is a character that I enjoy, and I like Chip Zdarsky, but his his run hasn't really been doing it for me like that. Yeah. And then I was like, oh okay, Joshua Williamson is doing a Batman and Robin run. I read that and I was like, okay, this was cute. You know, yeah, how was that? I, I it wasn't bad. The art is the art is fire. The art is fire. The story yeah, is cool. Yeah, yeah. The story is cool. Um, mm-hmm. but, you know, it's just, you know, some type, you know, just bat- Batman. It's like basic Batman stuff. So I was, oh. you know, I was kind of like, all right, let's see what this one is all about because this Batman Gargoyle of Gotham actually came out on Batman Day. Um, so I was like, all right, I'm gonna pick it up. I, I'm interested in this. I'll, I'm a sucker for people that do the writing and the art. Um, yeah. So I, I, I kind of enjoy when that happens. And it makes it easier for you to get an autograph. I got the artist that and too, writer. <laughs> that too. Um, but I, this was actually a very good first issue. Um, it brings back three key elements uh, to the Batman, you know, atmosphere of Gotham, whatever it's got. You got Bruce mm-hmm. Wayne, Batman. You got Alfred. And you also have Jim Gordon. All in this. Yo, story. I miss I miss Alfred. Right. You know, I'm it's, just gonna say this. I'm gonna say this. Spoiler alert, they killed off Alfred a few years back. R.I.P. Yeah. Mr. Pennyworth. R.I.P. Right, right. You know, I mean ah. Yeah, so you got all, I'm sorry, you, you got mm-hmm. all of them in this story. Uh mm-hmm. and this is a black label book, so it's very dark, it's very mm. uh, it's got some really good violence in here. And it's I really feel bad. like their books should be that. I think oh, yeah. all Batman books should be black. Facts, labels. facts, facts. So, you know, we're getting back to it. And in this story, basically what you have going on is there is a serial killer on the loose and Bruce Wayne, a.k.a. Batman, feels like he needs to spend more time as Batman and less time as Bruce Wayne. So the one thing that he decides that he's going to do is he decides that he's going to kill yeah. off Bruce Wayne. Like Bruce Wayne will no longer exist. He has. Oh, wow. 
He has his whole plan to kill, basically kill himself, but only exist as Batman 24-7. No other way to go about this because he feels that his place is in the streets of Gotham. His life is Batman, and that's the only thing he wants to do. Of course, Alfred gives pushback on that. Um, but, you know, in the other parts of the story, he's still doing his great detective work, trying to get to the bottom of the serial killer. And, you know, I'm a sucker for that part. He's working with Jim Gordon. Uh, it turns mm-hmm. out that the, the serial killer, which is a new, a new character. I've never seen this character before, uh, in, in any Batman story, but so this is, we got a new villain in here. Um, but it turns out that this villain actually has ties to Bruce Wayne, uh, not related to, oh, him. wow. Not related to him in any aspect, but let's just say that he was there when Batman or Bruce Wayne's, you know, tragedy happened with his family getting killed. He was there uh, during the aftermath, let's say that. And he's known Bruce Wayne since he was a kid, you know. Oh, wow. And this person has he's working. It seems like he's going to be maybe working with this serial killer in some aspect, or he could be the serial killer. It's not made clear yet, but I just love how this, um, how this is taking Batman back to those dark roots where there's some really good violence in here. Uh, there's <laughs> detective work. Obviously you got it. Just having that, that back and forth, between Alfred and, and Bruce, it, it's just always key in a Batman book. Um, and I just love I it. I feel like he's, yeah, I feel like Alfred is his anchor. Like, that's the right. only reason why I was kind of like, why did you guys kill him off? I mean, I, I, and, and, and just so you know, I don't mind you spoiling this one. I mean, I actually bought this book, I yeah. just haven't read it yet. Yeah. I haven't read it yet, but it, but it looks. It oh, looks you're going to enjoy it. The, art, the artwork oh, yeah. is actually really dope too. Like the the style that he's using, like Batman's costume, like is the mm-hmm. cape, like the collar comes up real high. It kind of has like, no um, yeah, it kind of has like uh, I don't want to say Gotham by what's it called Gotham by Gaslight or something like that. It kind of has like this mm. old throwback style, but modern at the same time. It's dope. It's really dope. Oh, okay. So I, I really okay. enjoy this story, man. Like I guarantee, I'm telling you guys. If you're looking for that dark, gritty, uh, violent detective, this is this is that book. This is that book. And I read this the same days I read the Batman and Robin story. And this one, I oh, wound wow. up I wound up reading this one twice. So the next book oh, that wow. I have for DC okay. before we uh, get into the the through line topic is Static Shadows of Dakota issue six. Um, this yeah. is a milestone book, but obviously it's under the DC, uh, you know, banner or logo. So, the, but this is a milestone mm-hmm. imprint. Uh, Nicholas Draper, Ivy, and Vida Ayala have been doing a phenomenal job on this season two of of Static or Shadows of Dakota, whatever you want to call it, uh, with with uh, you know Static and and Ebon. Uh, kind of shout going, out to Ebon, I love bro, him. bro. This this story, this issue, first off, the way that the last issue ended, I thought we were going to be getting a story where Static and Ebon were going to be working together like the frenemies yeah, I thought that too. type of thing. And I wasn't mad yeah. at it, but I didn't really right. I didn't really want that because Ebon and is kind of like I. he's just a bad mofo, man. He's very powerful. Yep. So I wanted to see Static actually figure out how to stop him 
Mm-hmm. I didn't want them to work together. I wanted to figure no, out how to no, stop agreed. this guy. And I'm not sure who the main writer is. Right now, Nicholas Draper at Ivy's name is first. So, so maybe it's him. It could be him. Um, I know he's doing the art for sure. Like this anime style art works perfect for what this the story that they're telling. Um, oh, yeah. But if he's like the main writer, I want to I want to see a season three with him continuing as the lead writer. Nothing against Vida Ayala. She's a great writer. Right, right, but, right. I mean, if, if he's the guy in the driver's chair and he, he's making this car go, boy, you doing a damn good job. Like a damn Gosh. good job. Ebon is scary. Uh, Virgil is figuring him out, a.k.a. Static. Um, these guys are trying to find the... They're trying to well. Ebon wants payback for his for basically his, his whole brother. family yeah. getting mm-hmm. killed. <laughs> like he went into more detail about his life in this yep. story, so you kind of find out more about what he's all about. And but Virgil at the same time is finding out that there's some weak spots in Ebon, and there and he's basically what he said was. He wants to bring the light into Ebon's darkness or into his shadow, and he finds that way to get in there and this story actually turns into something that i wasn't expecting after i read issue five and i really like the direction that they went Mm -hmm. into it just sucks because there's only one more issue before they go break um (laughs) now like i said i don't know if nicholas draper ivy and vida ayala are going to do a season three but before we you know go on to the next you know to our first topic i just want to say that this story and I can only speak for this one because I haven't read all of, and maybe James, you can elaborate on it for a few seconds. I haven't read hardware. I mean, Icon versus hardware. I have only read the first issue, right? But this static Shadows right. of Dakota in particular is is really makes me feel like this is what uh, the, the, the OGs from Milestone saw mm-hmm. in their future when they started this so many years ago. I would I would you know, definitely agree with that because if you look at it, you know, for for some people who don't know, and I'll make this quick, Ivan is a, was originally just a cartoon character. Correct. He was never in the original books. So for them to bring him and transition him over, and they actually transitioned him over in the last issue of the of season one of Static, you didn't see him, but you heard him speaking. And for them to then bring him in and have him be the main antagonist in this, because I I don't know if I just want to paint him with the, you know, you're a villain brush. Mm -hmm. Right, 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 right. Because there's more to him. And that's what I think actually makes a bad uh, or makes a really good villain, Mm Quotey Fingers, Mm -hmm. is that you can, on the one hand, you can relate to them. On the other hand, you're like, whoa, that's kind of extreme. But then you kind of go, but I understand why you're doing it, right. you know, and that's what makes for good writing. And I can honestly say that out of all the books that are out right now, and I and I love um, hardware. He's like my dude. Yeah. But this was a really good, you know, season two. Yeah. For Static was really good. So hopefully there will be a season three, and we'll be able to um, explore Ebon even more. Or or if anything, give my man a one shot. You know what I'm saying? Right. Throw, throw, throw Ebon a one shot out there and, and see what happens, you know? 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I agree, man. This is, this is, this is just good stuff here, man. But okay. So also in this show guys, so you guys know every time me and JT get on the microphone and we have our discussions about our comics and stuff, I want to have a topic that runs through the show. Um, and the topic for today is, you know, is pertaining to comics, of course. Um, what are the three most important ingredients that you need, JT, and that I need to keep a book on our pull list, right? So we can start from the least most important. So we can start at three and work our way up to number one. So uh, if you want, you want to kick it off or you want me to kick it off either way. Um, but you know, the third, the third most important ingredient for us to keep a book on our pool list. So you want to kick it off? Honestly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, okay. I, hey, go for it, know, brother. I don't mind going first for it, brother. Go for, go for it. Brother. Um, honestly, I know this is going to sound kind of funny because we talk about budgeting our comic books every, uh, you know, uh, every month, all yeah, the time. Yeah, But, <laughs> but I'm going to say the least most important for me is the price. And I, and, and, mm-hmm. and there's a reason why because of the other two components but for me i'm gonna say the least most important overall is the price of the book okay what about you um this is gonna sound insane uh when i say it uh but the least most important ingredient for me honestly it's the character that's the least most important thing for me Yes, I love Miles. You know I love Miles. Yeah, yeah. But when once I once I get to my second and third, you'll understand why I say okay. the least most important is the character. Okay. But, let's, but I I don't fall in love with characters the way a lot of comic book fans do. Okay. Okay. Miles is my guy. That's probably the only yeah. character I've ever fallen in love with just based off right. the character period mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. um because i've had feelings about the writers you know that have done different feelings for you know about them how they've gone right, about right, the story. Right. but i've always loved that character since i started collecting comics i mean you know you know right. I went, yeah. you know how well, I, start, I, know. I started reading miles digitally and then i just had to get all yeah. of them so yeah i remember <laughs> you know um so the least most important for me is is the character man so uh yeah, we'll come back to number two after we do Marvel or Indie. Where you want to go? Um Indie. Go Indie. Go Indie. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, All right. All right. I'll, I'll I'll kick it off this time, man. I'll kick it off this time. Okay. Um, so I got two indie books here. I got uh Harriet Tubman Demon Slayer. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh first off, I just want to blame Rodney Barnes for a lot of the books that are on my pull list. Because when I when I started reading comics, I, I wasn't really that into like darker stories like that. Um, it was a lot of capes and cows and stuff like that, cows, which is, yeah. you know, which is cool, you know. But now I have more that's, of a that's balance. The intro drug. Right. Capes and cows is the intro drug right. for everybody. And then he kind of messed me all up with Philadelphia, and then I started Gosh. finding stories that were just as good. So Harriet Tubman, Demon Slayer, written by uh, David Crownson, who is a Jersey guy. Uh, yep. Cortland Ellis is the artist. And Sharonda J. Brown is the colorist. So we got all black 
you know, creative team on this story. Uh, so mm-hmm. I'm not going to stick too long on this. This story came out a long time ago, and I was still kind of a rookie rookie in the collecting game. So I didn't really get drawn to it, and I felt bad that I didn't. Uh, but now I have it because it's coming out on Massive Universe. Is that what it's called? Massive Verse? Or I massive think it's universe? Massive. Yeah, yeah. It's... um. Massive, because that was actually one of my books too. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. So, so we'll, we'll, we'll yeah, have a little, yeah, we'll have a little back and forth here. Oh, we're gonna. Um, have, yeah, yeah. This is yeah, a massive. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. So Kingswood Comics is the you Kingswood know, Comics. Yeah. Kingswood Power Co- Comics is the uh, the also the other publisher for the book. Um, but I, I enjoyed this, man. This is an awesome intro story. I mean, you all mostly know about Harriet Tubman. You know, she's you know a, a great American black woman who was a hero for a lot of american black slaves yeah. who helped get she them a... she, helped get ahead, them, she helped get them to where they needed to go so they can have their have their freedom so we you know we all know the basics of of harriet tubman but now we're putting some monsters and vampires and demons in the story and she's walking right. around yeah. with two katana blades whooping ass <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there, there's no other way of putting it. Uh, yeah, like yeah. wow, I mean, and and, and I, that's pretty much the whole kind of like gist of this issue. One is just to to me to intro how badass Harriet Tubman is, um, right? You know, and to kind of change our uh, our our viewpoint of the traditional story that we know about her and take it into this other direction because, of course, we she had to encounter situations like this where she was you know almost caught you know and like what what would if she have done maybe at that time so she's you know i'm sure that there were moments in the time when she was helping people get to freedom where they might have had to fight some mugs we don't know so this kind of takes takes your viewpoint that way but what would you think of the story man i mean i feel like you had it already right i did i i had the, the the because it was a four issue it was a four issue series. Okay. And it came and it came out probably six or so years ago, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and it was a local publication because like you said, he's he's from Jersey. I'm in Jersey, and you know, I picked it up over at Fortress of Solitude. You know where I got it. Yep. And I grabbed the four books and it was you know, it was um it was a good read. Now what I will say is um if you got younger audience members, keep in mind this is an independent book. Right. Therefore, there will be some language facts that was appropriate for the time, including yeah. a couple of in bombs that were yep. dropped and things like that. It was nothing excessive, but it was well balanced. The action in the story was well balanced. There was a slight comedic element between the uh, the husband and wife and their daughter. Yeah, and that the, situation. Yeah, it was kind of funny. And, the horse. and you know. In the horse, exactly. <laughs> and, and 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 overall, you know, honestly, it was a solid read. I like the fact that they're now um, redistributing this under the, I guess, massive imprint mm-hmm. and that they're doing it in a way where there was like a multitude of covers. Like there was a bunch of, yeah, of, of covers that came out. I ended up getting, exactly, I ended up getting, there was like a one in 10 or something or one in eight cover. And then I got the one cover I ended up getting was the um homage cover to Captain America punching Hitler. 
And I thought it was ah, like hilarious. Yeah, love it was, it. Right, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. Right. But it was like, but it was Harriet Tubman punching Hitler. But if you pay attention and you look, the Nazis that are around Hitler when she's hitting them, they're all vampires. So it, it's like mm-hmm. it goes back into what was going in the book. Yeah. And, you know, this this has a little bit. This was really a good read for me. Yeah. And it 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 reminisces a little bit with the whole setup with um you know reading something like this and and a reimagining of a historic uh, historical hero right. um that was not just um you know somebody who ferried slaves but she was also a nurse she was in the military she was Back. a spy you know Back. there's a lot about I mean that people don't realize yeah you might picture her with a torch helping people, but don't, but don't get it twisted. She had weapons on her. I mean, obviously mm-hmm. with the swords back then, she probably had, um, oh, she had a, that double barrel shotgun. She had that double barrel <laughs> shotgun everybody saw. So, and I'm pretty sure that if you saw the business into that, it was for a reason. Yeah. So, you know, but if, if you want something that's a nice reimagining, a nice tale like that, something that's a nice indie book, I would definitely go out and pick this up. Yeah, it was a fun read. I enjoyed it. I really yeah. enjoyed the book. Yeah, same here. Same here. I got the other cover. I got the cover A, and then I got the uh, Kahari Randolph cover with uh, Harriet Tubman like standing in the middle of the woods with the blade the, and the blood that, dripping that, off. Was that the? Um, I don't know if you can see it. I can see that. Oh wow! I think yeah. that's the other cover I got. Yeah, I'm curious. It, it, there was, was there's, that, was that I cover think there's, Well, yeah, this one was, was cover price, price, but I think there was one that's black and white. That's one in twenty five. And all you see, the only thing that's color is the, her name and the the blood. Everything else was like black. And oh wow, gray. So yeah, yeah. there was a bunch of books. There Hell was yeah. a bunch of Hell covers yeah. for that book. That's what's up. I'm glad they. I'm glad they pushed. You know, pushed that as as much as possible. Uh, the other book that I picked up. So I I had Creed uh, issue four on my list. Uh, the, okay. the, but I did not get a chance to read it due to the fact that I was moving until 12 o'clock midnight. <laughs> so, but I did, read, I did read exiled, uh, number six. Um, and I'll, I'll keep it short on this. I'm a little pissed off about this because what? I, I, I thought this story was done after this issue, but the way it ended, there's, there's gotta be more. Like if there's not, I'm gonna be pissed. But the way the story ended, there has to be more. Uh, Roach, who you know, kind of looks like Wesley Snipes, um, kind of really. <laughs> it, it's like it's like saying my man from Berserker kind of looks like Keanu. Right, right, right. Really? Um, yeah. It, it, I mean, it's, it's I mean, Wesley Snipes' book. book. Yeah, yeah, it's his yeah, book. It's his book. And, and it's really cool, man. It's a straight up sci-fi. Uh, it's got like some religious aspects in there. Like mm-hmm. basically yeah. Roach is almost like they're calling him the Messiah for this alien race uh, that his yep. father was also like a part of. And Roach is a, is a police officer and he's not that great. Like he doesn't live up to what his father once was. Uh, and he struggles with that throughout the story because he wants to live up to that. But he always feels like he's failing in at life and 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 following his father's footsteps. But basically, like he starts to come into form uh, and his powers start to evolve. And like he has these really cool powers where he can kind of like 
his skin like hardens and it turns into like mm-hmm. like rock and he can use it in different ways and things like that. So it's really dope. Like it's a really dope sci-fi story. Uh, but by the end of the story, like yes, they say they kind of save the day and help this alien race, but it's it's not over. Like the battle is basically just beginning to to say. So I I hope that there's more to this story because this was once a Kickstarter story. Like this yeah, was, this yeah. came out as a trade first, uh, and then whatnot mm-hmm. publishing picked it up and released it as single issues. So I didn't see any more issues on the horizon. Like on League of Comic Geeks or anything like that. I didn't see anything scheduled. So I hope mm-hmm. that he's going to do more. I'll have to do more research, but it was a really fun six-issue mini, but I'm just pissed that I, I was hoping that that was the last issue because, you know, I'm I'm, re, I'm retooling my, my pull list, y'all. So yeah, I, only yeah, got so much room. I only got so much room so on my pull room. list, but it was a very, it was a very, very good book, man. So definitely go check it out. Uh, Wesley Snipes, you know, he's very good creative director when it comes to, you know, to comics. So uh, what else you got, JT? What other what other books you got, oh, man? Oh, oh, well, huh. well, now that you bring that up, speaking of Kickstarters and things of that nature, uh-huh. I've got Godhood Comics and Tagging ah, is number yes. one. Nice. Now, this this is a really interesting story. I would literally say to people, think Ah, uh, I would say Fantastic Four. Think Fantastic Four, but grittier. Yeah. Because basically what it is is that we have Calvin Evil and his wife, and they're basically, as, as even when you look at the cover of issue number one, they're married, they're parents, they're supervillains. Mm-hmm. But they're not the average supervillains. Like, it's not like they went and got into this to to rob banks and to do things. They literally, the idea was they were trying to literally change the world. Right. And it, there's obviously there are some social and political undertones to the book itself. I mean, if you look at the cover for number one with the family sitting there, it literally has a picture of Malcolm X with that iconic thinking yep. position yep. Yep. and the picture behind them. But it's not like it's one of those books where it's like, you're, you're, you know, we're not in a position, the writing itself is not like, oh, this what these people are evil, these people are good. You know what I mean? Right. It really is a complex story. And the, the funny thing is, is not just the parents have powers, the kids have powers too, mm-hmm. right? And so it's like the funniest thing because, and they're all kind of living a double life. And... All of that comes to head, you know, when one of them, and I'm not going to say who, Mm -hmm. but one of them kind of loses their temper at work and kind of becomes exposed a little bit. And now Mm -hmm. a government agency is like, okay, this energy signature matches that of somebody Uh from 20 years ago. Uh, who no. we thought was dead, but no, apparently ain't That's dead. why you got to listen to Michelle Obama. When they go high, we go low. <laughs> Not yeah. when they go high, we go higher. <laughs> well, yeah. But honestly, I'm going to tell you the artwork in this is solid. Uh, the book itself was well written. There's technically, I'm going to be honest with you guys, kind of like what Amir was talking about with um, Exiled. This is already like six issues in. 
yeah. but it was redistributed and you know put out there. So now you can get number one, and you're only paying I think four ninety nine yeah. for it, yeah. which is which is good because when originally it was like seven dollars, seven or eight dollars right, right. for the book, and I don't mind having been one of the people who paid the seven or eight dollars because it was worth it. Yeah, and I'll tell you right now between the art and the overall story. And there's like an intro of various char- characters, not just a family. We're talking about superheroes and there's a lot of world building for this entire six issue run. Uh, or, I mean, I'm assuming they're going to do more because it's Godhood comics. You can always go and check out their website. They have other books on there, but this was the, this was the book I gravitated towards that I really liked because of the family dynamic and the complexity of trying to balance out literally having a day job. I mean, Calvin Evil or mm-hmm. Eval, as they say, yeah. my man's a, he's literally a high school principal. Oh, wow. But he's, but he's got a genius level intellect. He's got telekinesis and you don't want to mess with him because he's literally a master strategist, but he's teaching high school, uh, teaching high school. Uh, he's a high school principal. Yeah. And to me, that's kind of funny. Because obviously his kids are, two of them are teenagers. So it's mm-hmm. kind of like your daughter goes to the high school and you're the principal. I mean, what kind of problems is she going to have? And right. on top of that, on top of that, she has like, she is, she has the ability to make herself intangible. So think Kitty Pride. You okay. know, she's able to walk through walls and to do stuff. So she's got power, like they all have powers and it's, just interesting to see how it plays out. And I would honestly say for anybody who's interested in supporting like indie books, you know, from smaller companies, go out and support, you know, I mean, I I have no problems with the big two. I I got no problems with Marvel. I got no problems. We got, we got both of them on this list today. (laughs) Basically. Yeah. But you know, they're businesses just like everything else. But if you want something that maybe has a different flavor to it, hey, you know, go go pick up some indie books. And I'm not hating on Image, but let's be honest, it's technically the big three. It's kind of yeah, like yeah, Marvel, they, DC, they, and Image. Yeah, they, I mean, they, yeah. Image, Image they got, they got multiple Eisner Award winners and nominees over there at Image. They, they ain't the... They ain't the little company right. no more. They up there. They're, they're, they're not the, you're right. They're not the company that that's struggling to 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 get it. Yeah. And you know, I much like yourself. You know, we both go into conventions, and we see how hard these writers and these artists actually work. You know, mm-hmm. and they're there for the fans. And I feel like these smaller publishers are just the same way. You know, so give them some love and give them some support, and that would probably be like I said. Go check this book out along with Harriet Tubman, and yeah. I guarantee you, you know, you will not be disappointed. And I'm just going to end it with saying it doesn't matter, honestly, whether or not, you know, this is kind of a different topic, but I'm just going to say this. Read the stories for the stories and enjoy them. It doesn't matter whether you are black or white or Asian or anything. You can find, believe me, you will find common ground. In a lot of these books that we're we're talking about, if you put yourself in that position and just sit there, read the story, escape for a little while, and enjoy it. Right, right. So, okay, let's get back into our our uh, three uh, main ingredients, man. So, uh, the ingredient number two that keeps books on your pull list 
would be what JT for you? The writing. Okay. The writer. Yeah. The the writer. I'm gonna say I I it it's always gonna be the writer because if I like somebody's writing style, if they're suspenseful, if they if they have witty dialogue, how they pace out their books, you know, writing is very important to me. Um, my number one's a little shallow, but my number one has reason. But yeah. no, but I mean, but number two is always going to be the um, it's always going to be the writer. You know, like I, I like to be immersed into whatever experience I'm supposed to be feeling. So right. if the writer is a good writer and it's like, as as you would say, you have one of those. On oh, no, oh shit moments. What? Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. You got to have that oh shit moment. You, you, yeah. <laughs> you, once you get one of those, I'm like, Yo. yeah. But yeah. For yeah, sure. yeah. OK. Uh, for me, the, the second most important uh, ingredient is the art style. Um, okay. I, I really, now remember beauty is in the eye of the beholder, right? So the art style that I like and mm-hmm. are and drawn to, it might not be what others like. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. I like gritty artwork. Um, right. I don't like for the lines to be super perfect all the time. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's, there's clean artwork that I love, but like for me, I like to still see some of those sketch lines in there. I like it to be like not colored all the way perfect, all the, you know, but just right. choosing the right color palettes to make it mm-hmm. kind of like come to life. So like my favorite artists. You make it pop. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. My favorite artists are people like Sanford Green, who will yep, do that's exactly what I was thinking clean, about. sketchy work, but then throw paint splatter all over it you know what i'm saying so you're seeing Mm -hmm. like these sparkles of paint throughout his artwork i I love that i love that his lines aren't super perfect you know dennis cowan is somebody else who's uh very very gritty uh uh yeah bill Bill, sankevich all his covers are just amazing uh jason Mm -hmm. sean alexander is another one yep artwork isn't clean but at the same time it's like super like realistic like he pulls i feel like his artwork has passion if you look very much so very much so the expressions in the face and things like that so those like those are kind of like the styles that i like uh but if there was like a super clean artist that i would pick it would be like brian stelfreeze like he's more clean to me yeah jim lee like those lines are like yeah. Shoot, like they strike. Like yeah. he's not yeah. doing multiple sketch lines to get that perfect <clears throat> cape for Batman. Like it's one line there. One. So, like to me, yes, the art, the art style is the second most uh, important ingredient, man. So, all right, let's jump into Marvel. Let's jump into oh, Marvel. Marvel. Uh, once again, I'm bl- I'm I'm blaming Rodney Barnes for my my other these two books what? as well. Yeah, I'm blaming him for these because seriously. They, yeah, I'm blaming him. I'm blaming him. Uh, I'll, kick I, I'll kick it off. Um, yeah, go ahead, I'll kick it off. Go ahead. I'll do one. You do one. I'll do one. You do All one. Right. All right. Enough, so um, I'm going with Blade. This is issue three. Brian Edward Hill is okay. one of the most underrated, underutilized writers Gosh. that um, I enjoy. Like, I feel like anytime he puts pen to paper, uh, no matter what company he's working with, 
because he's worked with DC, he's worked with Vertigo, he's worked with Marvel, he's worked with Image. Anytime he sits down and writes a story, and this isn't even his main passion. That's what I'll say, because I've interviewed him before. Uh, He's very much so in the TV and film. But when he sits down and writes a comic book, it turns into a movie or or a TV show. And this, this Blade run so far has been very, very good. I've enjoyed every issue so far. Uh, and this issue, we're getting even more uh, darker. We're getting into the dark arts in this story. Uh, we got some dark magic going on. There's a new villain that's popping up. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's a female because they referred to her, referred to this character as a goddess. Um, and at a snap of a finger, she's burning people's eyeballs out of their head. Yeah, I saw that. Turning yeah. into fire. Yeah, I was like... Um, so it's it's insane. Uh, I'll say this also. The artwork is cool. I like, I enjoy... Like, this is an example of clean artwork. Like, the artwork yeah. in, this, in this book is very clean. The colors are... They don't really pop like that. They're more like faded no. down a little bit mm-hmm. i wish there was a little more pop in it but it it works for what i guess what's going on like it feels like it has like fog over it like right. i don't know if right. I, mean, I think that's probably on per- that might be purposeful yeah, yeah. so i mean yeah. it works for what's going on here um blade is I, every time i read this i feel like i'm hearing wesley snipes talk i don't know if <laughs> yeah, ever, yeah i don't know if he did that on purpose but it's just certain words that he's choosing that just feels like that was something that Wesley Snipes would say. Um, you know, he's getting some information on uh, a, a, another character that has a sword called the Lightbringer, which was wielded yep. by Lucifer. So they have to go find this guy to get this sword to stop this this new uh, villain that's popping up. And then at the end of the book, the Sorcerer Supreme pops up. So, and he's a little disappointed in Blade right now because he's triggering some things that are coming from the dark world. And he's like, damn it, Blade. (laughs) So they're going to be teaming up in the next issue. Uh, And I, and I like that. Like, this was something that was unexpected. And if I, if I know my big brother, I think he's going to talk about a book that might have, maybe have blade in it also but we'll find out maybe i'm wrong i thought i was going to pick that as my book but i did not and i feel ashamed of myself but maybe i wasn't sure if you were going to did you, you mean pick, did you pick miles number 10 yeah did you pick that yeah, yeah okay that was go, one for, of the books go for it go for all it. right so go, go for miles, it. <laughs> miles miles number miles number 10 miles morales spider-man number 10 finds Miles basically um, this is after he's already had several incidents happen since his run started with Cody Ziegler. And don't get me wrong, Cody Ziegler's doing a phenomenal job. I like what he's doing. He's bringing in new characters um, and intertwining them with old Spider-Man villains, things like that. Like, we literally at one point had Cletus, well, it wasn't really Cletus Cassidy. We had Carnage show up and he was running rack. And at the time, because Carnage showed up, um, Miles ended up aligning himself with this uh, team. I think there are the, what is it, the Cape Killers or? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. 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 And, you know, so like 
he's technically with them, but not with them. Right. And between them and um, his relationship he has with Tiana Toomes, which is the granddaughter of the Vulture, who mm-hmm. is, goes by the name Starling, which I'm glad we see more of. I'm glad right. she wasn't a throwaway character because she was right. she was a character that was that showed up in the last run of Miles. She, she had a cameo in number five. First full appearance was number six by Solid and Ahmed, and it was a really good run. Yeah. Um, but fast forward, we've got you know Miles is a you know he's out here. And he had a conflict with one of the cape killers, which was, I think her name is Hightail. Yeah. And I'm not really sure what her overall problem is, but she clearly does not like Miles. <laughs> and combining that right. with the Hobgoblin showing up, you know, out here showing everybody his ass, there's something wrong with Hobgoblin too. Yeah. But anybody wearing that outfit, you know they got mental problems. Yep. And to top it all off, by the end of the book, Last page, much like the last page of Blade number three, we see Blade show up. And it wasn't just Blade. Yeah. It was Blade with his daughter, Bloodline. Right. Now, she too is a new character. She came out um she came out with a free comic book day book. It uh I think it was from a year or so, a year or two ago, I'm gonna yeah. say. Well about a year. And, about um, a year. Right. And she had her own little mini series by uh Danny Lore. Mm-hmm. And it was it was a solid miniseries. Like if you're really into the, the the vampire thing and you really like how this plays out, you know, and the fact that Blade has a, a daughter, you know, I would love to see a team up with her and Miles later on just to cause some kind of complication. Because, you know, if they do that, it's going to be something where Tiana might get a little jealous. But, you know, I don't know. Right. Miles, Miles might end up going down that road where, you know. He might have to deal with more than just supervillains. But, yeah, I mean, overall, if you guys get a chance, you should really go back and pick up Cody Ziegler's run on on Miles. You don't yeah, necessarily sure. have to read the previous. You don't really no, have to. No, you, you don't got to go all the way back. To you don't have to even go back there. You you don't have to go all the way back. You know, Miles has been around since Was it Crypt of Shadows? Was it Crypt of Shadows that she first appeared in? Which Bloodline? One? No, she did end up showing up there, but before Crypto Shadows, there was a free free comic book day. There was thing, a free right? comic yeah. book day. I think it was an Avengers book yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah, I have yeah, a couple yeah. it was of like copies three or four pages in there. Yeah, you're right. Right, right, right. So they, but then then again, man, the way the market goes now, you know, they they please yeah. first full cameo, half a cameo. <laughs> I only saw her foot, and then you know maybe that was her arm or her leg, but. <laughs> You know, I don't know if that's her. I, I don't. The I, I the only reason why I ever bring up first appearances and things like that is so that if people want to go back and see where these characters started. Right. For me, it's not a spec thing or anything like that. Although people do spec. Right. Yeah. But it's that's not of, my reason. My my. Yeah, it's a part of the. Listen, it's a part it's of the part hobby. Of I'm not, for some I'm not people, not all. Anybody. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm not hating on anybody for specking on books and stuff. I'm just saying that, you know, if you if you go and you look, there's definitely, um, you know, yeah, some things you can follow up with. But yeah, other than that, Miles number 10, number 11 should be out um, soon, actually, I, yeah, I want to yeah. say. Yeah, and maybe in a week or two, not next right. week, but I think maybe the week after. So. Yeah. 
Yeah, I love that. I love that issue. Um, but there was a book that I loved a little bit more, um, which is okay. just un, un, unexpected for me because I have never really gone this far with this character. Um, and it's the Incredible Hulk, uh, number four, also written by Philip Kennedy Johnson, who is he's he's on a roll right now, man, with these you know yeah. horror type of Green Lantern, yeah, yeah, Green Lantern, and now this. Both of these stories are were phenomenal. Um, but yeah, issue four, you got you know the Hulk, and he's going against Man Thing at a certain point, but it turns out to kind of be like a little set up so that he can have a conversation with the uh you know the hulk or bruce banner to let him know that hey man uh there is a there's a dark force that has awakened and then she's trying to kill you and a lot of other people so you need to get your ish together because she's coming for you big dog <laughs> uh and it, i'm not sure about this young female character that's in the book uh is her name like chrissy or something like that uh yeah I'm kind of like, like all right. I like like her, her, but I'm like, is she going to get used in a way to hurt the Hulk? Like, because she comes from a background where she has a lot of trauma and a lot of built up anger. And the Hulk kind of wants to work with her and, you know, be around her to protect her because he sees, I guess, a lot of his anger in her as well. Right. And, and, but Bruce is like, nah, kid, you need to get out of here because when the Hulk comes out, it's a dangerous place. But in this story, um, I can't remember the, the, the evil force that they, that they, what they call this thing, but she has this ability to make people come back to life from people's past. Yeah. So they're seeing these mm-hmm. things and I'm wondering if what this girl is seeing and the power that she's witnessing, is she going to wind up going to this leaning towards this dark force to get these powers so that no one can ever hurt her again? And that kind would be of, interesting. yeah, I'm wondering if that's the direction he's leaning to. I don't know, but damn it, I'm interested in seeing where he goes with this story. The artwork for issues one through three was done by a different artist. Uh, issue mm-hmm. four is I think the guy's name is Foreman. It's okay. It's not as cool as that yeah. initial art, but it's not bad. I mean, it, the story was still good with, despite the art being a little different, but hopefully that artist that was on there comes back. I don't remember who it was, but the yeah, art was the either. art was super dope. Um, that, so that was another reason why I got drawn into the book. Um, let me see if I can just see the artist really quick. That was on this previously. Yeah, because Tr- Foreman is going to be going, he's going to be doing, uh, he did issue, he's going to be doing issue five as well. Oh, hold on, they got the trade here already. Oh, Nick Klein. Nick Klein was the guy that was doing the art for the first. Yeah, and I actually like Nick Klein. He's done, yeah. he's done some solid work on, on other books. Yeah, I, so I it, read- was, it was fire. Yeah, I read this book as well, and it was, you know, it was a, it was a really good read. Yeah. Um, that was actually my other pick. Oh, okay. I, mean, I, was, I have a couple of, <laughs> I have a couple of honorable mentions. Yeah. At, at, at some point, but no, that was my book as well, and I really liked the overall development. 
between the first issue and the fourth issue mm-hmm. with this journey starting with Bruce. Because you read them simply, all kind of like back to back, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, 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 and I love the fact that it literally started, you know, Bruce was just going in a diner, getting some sandwiches to eat. And he was just, you know, back Mind out being Bruce Banner. What I, what, what I like about that to me was, you know, I'm a, I'm a kid of the 80s. And I remember the old Incredible Hulk show and Bill Bixby playing um, Bruce Banner yeah. and him just like going from town to town and just basically minding his business, <laughs> not trying to Hulk out. Nope. But there's always somebody out there testing you. It's always you don't want to do it. There's always that one. And that's the feel I got from this book from the yeah. first issue. So that's yeah. why I was hooked. And then it was funny because I'm sitting there, but I'm not going to lie. The horror aspect got me too. Cause I'm sitting there looking and I'm like, yo, Oh, Oh, where my man's face go. <laughs> it's like, you got dudes, you know, like when they yeah. showed up at that church and it ain't nothing but a bunch of talking corpses. You want to be honest. Mm-hmm. And the sheriff is all, I'm like, yeah. Like even in this last issue right. when he fought against man thing and like, obviously you don't know that it's a setup for a conversation, but right. when he punches through <laughs> man thing. Yeah. I was I'm like, like, yeah. Oh, damn. The, the disrespect. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. But it, that was, like, that was, that's, it's crazy. <laughs> I, I didn't think I would be enjoying a Hulk story like this, but it actually uh, well, has a lot of depth to it. Uh, and I mean, I'm sorry I missed the Al Ewing run, but this this is this Here's the is... funny part. Here's the funny part. I picked this book up based off of what I just said before. My number two, which was the writer. Right. So because of who was writing it, I was like, I know him because he's written some Star Wars stories right. and things like that. And he's actually a solid writer. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to try it out because I'm going to be honest with you. I read the last run. Yeah. 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 I only read the first issue. Yeah. I was out. I, yeah. The first I, issue I, I was confusing. In there. I hung in there. I hung in there only because it was Donnie Cates and I had yeah. written Donnie. I, I had read Donnie Cates' Venom and I enjoyed his Venom run. So I gave him the benefit of the doubt. I read this book and I'm like, ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Donnie didn't even fit. Donnie didn't even finish his his. No, he didn't. Run. He didn't. And and I was done. I think I read. Uh, you you had me by a couple of issues because I think I read up to issue seven, seven or eight, and it was like for what? And it was still confusing. Incredible Hulk. For, 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 yeah, for, for Donnie. I only read right? issue one. Yeah, yeah. I read. I tapped I out. That. I was like, I, I'm I, out. I read. I read. I'm out. I read. I read. And, I, and you know I like Donnie. Seminary. You know I like Donnie yeah, Keys. There's no knock on I him, but listen, no disrespect. There's no disrespect. Yeah. But once again, you know, it's like, eh, you know, I it mean, you it. read it, and I was like, yeah, I was like, Donnie, Donnie, are you okay? Are you okay? Donnie, okay, Donnie, because honestly, his prime example besides his Venom, I loved what he did with um, oh, Silver Surfer Donnie. Silver Surfer Black. And Silver Surfer yeah. Black. Oh, yeah, was yeah. The Thanos led up and to Thanos. that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the Thanos led up to the Silver Surfer Black, and the Silver Surfer Black was dope. Yeah. So I'm not, once again, I don't hate, on, I'm not hating on Donnie. What was Cates, that trade? Well, but, before, we won't, we won't get into that. We won't get into that. But there was a trade yeah, that yeah, you yeah. had, let, I think you let me borrow it, 
that it was it was Donnie's part of the Thanos. Run. Yes, it was that's like, like issue thirteen. Yeah, yeah. yeah issue thirteen to like eighteen. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That was that his was, run. That yeah, was his that run. Was, yeah. It was thirteen to eighteen. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He he took over, and and when he did, that's when you get the. Uh, Cosmic Ghost Rider, right? Who was yes. Frank Castle? Yes, he did the Cosmic Ghost still Rider around. too. He's still around. Yeah, Cosmic oh, Ghost Rider. You get Silver Surfer Black. Yeah, with um, Milner and 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 yeah. you got old you got old man Thanos fighting young Thanos. And yeah, I'm like, yeah, yeah, that was fun. That he was did fun. some crazy stuff. No, but that's my point. And then he did um, a run for Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes, which I he enjoyed. did a he did a brief run, which I enjoyed. So yeah. it, it's sometimes just I don't know. Just, this, this sometimes whole it's, too, it's too yeah. much. It's too much, and you got yeah. you got a lot yeah. going on. So hopefully he's recharging now and and getting some stuff together. To, I hope he's okay. Yeah. yeah, But uh, let's get to the last ingredient, man, because we're getting to that hour mark. Uh, let's get mm-hmm. to that last ingredient. So for me, I'm going to piggyback off of your second ingredient. My most important <laughs> ingredient is the writer um and this is what i was saying about the characters are my least important because to me following Mm -hmm. characters for me sometimes gets a little bit you know because some not every writer can can write those characters right so it's important what we were just talking about bingo bingo so let's take the example of miles morales because he's my favorite character We've had right. Bendis. We've had Bendis write him. We've had uh, we've had Saladin Ahmed. We got Cody Ziegler. We've even had Brian Edward Hill do an annual for Miles yeah. Morales before. Yeah. So mm-hmm. we've had you know we've had a couple of different writers, and the character is is just a dope character. But I feel the the grasp that Cody Ziegler has on on Miles right now is actually better than what Bendis ended on with his run with Miles. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah, I read that. Uh, I read that. And towards the end, it felt like yeah, he was so kind of trailing I, off. Yeah. Of so I tend to follow the writers. And I've had a good experience with Cody Ziegler when he did Spider-Punk. I've had great experiences mm-hmm. with Rodney Barnes. So I can trust, depending on what the story, like, if, if I, like I, don't, I don't read Mandalorian, but I know that he's doing an awesome job with that. So yep. I, I tend to follow like a Chuck Brown. He had a dope IG-88. I'm sorry. Yeah, he yes, he did. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. You know, so, or or Chuck Brown. I I'll tend to pick up a lot of his independent stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I wish they would get back to bitter root. I'm just saying. Uh, <laughs> uh, that was David not else? subtle. That was not uh, subtle at all. Uh, I mean, I yeah, I, I did kind of leave it into the mic. I wanted to make sure y'all heard me. So, yeah. <laughs> but the, I I tend to follow writers more. So like Philip Kennedy Johnson, I was able to take a chance on his Incredible Hulk story because I was reading those backup issues that he was doing for the Green Lantern, those backup right. stories. Mm-hmm. So I was like, man, mm-hmm. this guy actually is he's not a bad writer. I think I like this. And okay, he's doing he's going to do the Jonathan Stewart. And then I saw his name on this. And I was like, okay, I think I might, I might tune in. Brian Edward Hill is another one. I'm going to pick up anytime I see Brian Edward Hill, his name on a book. It don't matter if it's Batman and Outsiders, Killmonger, or Blade. Fallen Three, Angels. Fallen Angels. Fallen Angels. You get a chance. Yes, Fallen Angels. Up. I know there's a graphic uh, novel for that. What was that? What was, was that one he Sal did Lock for Star. Vertigo? Vertigo. Uh, oh my goodness. Um, you're the one who told me about it. Damn it. Um, I can't think of it. 
He did it. It was in, about uh, the FBI agent, right? Undercover the in, the, agent, in, in, the, in the in the Ku Klux Klan type Klux of shit. Klan. Yeah, right. Like, and there was like terrorist thing. It was it was a really good read. Like, yeah, it was an incredible story. Book. And the, and these are all very different stories. Very right, different very characters. Different companies, yeah. And this same guy is killing every one of these different stories. So I follow writers. I follow writers. That's important for me to stay on my pull list. What's your What's your last one, man? Before we Before we well, end, my off. last one, my last one, honestly, was cover slash interior art. Okay, because I feel <laughs> you had the exact like opposite. When I well, <laughs> that's well, funny. <laughs> well, let me, let me let me let me explain. Let me let me explain. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna use my age old excuse. Uh, I I was born in 1975. I started looking at books in the 80s. And in the 90s, it was all about the artwork. Spawn. So you had Todd McFarlane, Jim Lee. You had, even though I'm not a Rob Liefeld fan, no hate on Rob, but way too many ammo packs and you can't draw feet. But anyway, my point is, two left feet. Anyway, (laughs) but my thing is, is that a lot of what drew me in, like, I'm going to be honest with you. I never picked up a Batman book or a Superman book until I saw um, there was a issue of Batman that was being drawn. It was uh, being drawn by Jim Lee. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what? Yeah. So I started yeah. picking up those Batman books because of Jim Lee. Now, mind you, the story was dope. Right. But what got me was the cover art at right. the time. Because what... I guess the reason I'm saying that, because I'll be honest with you, my one and two intermingle, kind of like your one and two does, just yeah. in kind of a different order. Yeah. Because yeah. sometimes I'll, I'll go into the shop and I'll look, and if I see something on the table and then some number one has got a fire cover on it, yeah. I'm probably more likely to pick it up. Right. Because to me, the Especially the if it's an artist that you like. Right. right. So like if I see a book and I'm like, yo, mm-hmm. I love that art. Like not not for anything. Um, on the stump was written by Chuck Brown. Love his writing, but the variant covers. Yes, the variant covers were done Connected by Sanford Green. Covers. Connecting variant covers were done by Sanford Green. Now, was I going to pick the book up more than likely anyway? Oh, of course I was because but it was Chuck pick Brown. Up two covers, cover. <laughs> <laughs> right. So when I look and I see the cover art and I see, yo, Sanford Green drew this. No brainer. Yoink. It up. Yep. Yoink. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, if it's a newer series and I'm not really sure about it, to me, at least I get some kind of eye candy out of it. I'll pick yeah. it up. You know, I'll cross my fingers and hope that the writer right. on, in question right. is whatever. But yeah. it's like when you go anywhere else and you go shopping, bro, you go. You see something, it looks nice, it catches your eye. Yep. Pick it up. I mean, I ain't going front, so, man. Like you said, our one and two are basically the same, just flip flop. Yeah. But it's all about mm-hmm. the create about the creators for us, the creative team for us at the end yeah, of the day. Of course. Um, oh, yeah. And I ain't gonna lie, I'll I'll flip through a book. Like if it's a writer I don't know, but the cover looks mm-hmm. dope, I'm gonna flip mm-hmm. through the book to see if that cover art matches the interior. And if the cover art is dope, like and it, and it's the style of art that I like, then I right. more than likely I, I am gonna pick it up. Like it yeah, might, it might not stay the on the pool list, but it's right. something that I I want to just you know check out because the writer you're, is you're important pick up to the me. First, right. So I right, agree right. with I agree I agree with you on that one, yeah. man. Like. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> By the way, guys, yeah. we did, we did not tell each other what our list 
like our order was nope. for the game videos. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nah, so this is this nah, is how you know that this guy is the Obi-Wan Kenobi to, to, to my Anakin as far as when it comes to collecting comics. Like, I mean, I'm a little more ruthless. I'll cut, I'll yeah, cut a book yeah. off in three yeah, seconds. Of See, I at least tried. I try to hold on a little longer and get the full story. And sometimes I hear you, you like, yo, I cut that book two issues ago. I'm like, wait, what? Oh no, bro. I, I, I ain't do it. I'm like, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, I get it when the trade comes out. Okay. Yep. I was like, hey, let me know if it's good. I'll go back to it. But right now, I cut him off. Case in point, Incredible Hulk. You know, he got to issue six. I stopped after one. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm like, yo, I didn't even know that. I thought you read a couple of issues. I thought you at least gave it three. And you're like... I'm Anakin, no, man. No, I you don't know think this. You know this. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm I know. I'm done quick. I'm, I'm, I get frustrated fast. So, but listen, Chef man. Is, I was remembering when Anakin literally said something like that. He was walking back and forth. He was like, I want more, even though I know I shouldn't. <laughs> I'm just saying. Listen, that is a whole fact. I feel you, Anakin. I feel you. <laughs> yeah, I feel you. But listen, man, we're going to get out of mm-hmm. here, man. Because um, yep. unfortunately, I have to go move some more stuff um but oh, wow. also in yeah. a good in, in a good way you know I'm, I'm loving it yeah of course but um but this episode obviously will be out today probably t- tonight at the latest uh thank god there's no hiccups everything sounded great so i hope you guys enjoyed this man because this this is the part of collecting comics that i like you know i love mm-hmm. having these conversations with my big brother yep. we can talk for hours and hours and hours yep. about books Absolutely. that we've read and um, yeah, same with Isaac and Kay as well. Uh, but th- like this is this has been a converse, a ongoing conversation for a yeah. Basically, lot you guys are listening years. in on you guys are listening in on what we talk about every week. So right, it's like, like since I started no collecting, lie. or no, yeah, let me right. say this: since I started reading his collection first. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Which, hey, it's always open. It's always yeah. open. So, man, I appreciate you, JT, man. Uh, yeah. And we'll definitely get another month's worth of books for you guys uh, for the month of October, man. And we'll and we'll we'll do our long story short, um, you know, episode two under the the one in one hundred podcast umbrella. Uh, so, guys, make sure you guys hit that subscribe button, tune in. Uh, me and Isaac's episode for the previews for the month, the lead in report will probably be out maybe Tuesday or Wednesday. I got to call Isaac and get, you know, get his schedule. So it may be out a little late, but it'll definitely be out the first week of October for sure. Um, Cause obviously, you know, we're, you know, I'm moving. So I'm trying to, I'm trying to get everything done for you guys, but I thank you, you guys for balance. tuning in. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you guys for tuning in. JT as always is a pleasure to, to chop it up with my big brother. Uh, and hopefully you'll be getting to Texas soon, man, so you can come see this yeah. this beautiful home uh, that I have. Oh, definitely. Now between you, between you and um, uh, between Norman. you and Norman, yeah, yeah, Norman yeah. then got me, got got me, yeah. Good, good, Shoot. good. Well, y'all talking, I'm about ready to move to Texas. Come on, man. Raining in come, Jersey, on, come on, man. Yeah, come on down. It's hot as hell, but that's what air conditioning is for. <laughs> <laughs> so. True. But we'll catch you next time, big bro. And we'll see you guys uh, with, with Isaac later on this week, man.